The Last Word with Matt Cooper. A little bit later than we planned, but we are going to the United States to Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown, the US correspondent of the Business Post. And Marion, if you could tell us, please, briefly about the important legal decision today, which may be bad news for Donald Trump. Well, I think it is bad news for Donald Trump, no doubt about that, Matt. Um, basically, the Donald Trump had appealed uh, to the D.C. Court of Appeal, um, arguing that because he was president during the events that led up to January 6th, that he is immune and that any president cannot be charged for criminal acts that may or may not have happened. Um, according to him, they didn't while he was in office. Uh, this is an absolutely nonsense claim. It was clearly an attempt to just delay the start of the trial, the criminal trial against Trump, which was due to start in um, D.C. on March 4th. He just wants to delay the start of that very clearly and run out the clock on it so it doesn't start before the election. Anyway, the three judges came back and they had an unanimous decision, 57 pages, I've just gone through it, where they pretty well stitched it up and they only gave Donald Trump until Monday to appeal to the Supreme Court if he wants to do that, uh, thereby not allowing him to run that out for several weeks as well. But it's still not entirely... a possible, likely indeed, that he will. this case will be heard before the election because if he goes to the Supreme Court they have to find a slot in their calendar. They may not find it before June. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out but it's an important decision very, very well written by the DC court. Carl Thomas, I want to read one line of it to you. We cannot accept former President Trump's claim that a president has unbounded authority to commit crimes that would neutralise the most fundamental check on executive power. The recognition and implementation of a election results. Nor can we sanction his apparent contention that the executive has carte blanche to violate the rights of individual citizens to vote and to have their votes count. What do you make of that? Well, he hasn't been convicted of any crimes yet, Matt. Uh, This is all uh, uh, judges and prosecutors and others uh, where he hasn't had his time in court. As I've said before in the program, I think it is a terrible precedent. I think it could cause future presidents, Democrat or Republican, to second-guess themselves about certain actions they might take for fear of uh, facing legal prosecution once they leave office. We have a system in our Constitution called impeachment. Uh, Trump was impeached twice, but not convicted in the Senate. And Bill Clinton was impeached once, and he went on to two terms and was not uh, convicted in the Senate. So I say let the voters decide and let the system decide. Uh, I'm very concerned about this. I'm no defender of Trump and his ethics and morals, but I think this would establish a bad precedent, and I do think he will appeal to the Supreme Court. But should the Supreme Court hear it and make a decision in advance of the presidential election this November? Well, that's a great question, and we're about to find out. Uh, there was one story I read today that uh, this reminds uh, the writer of Bush versus Gore in 2000, where the Supreme Court stepped in, and many people believe that uh, delivered the election to uh, George uh, W. Bush. So uh, we'll see. It's up to the court. They they have total discretion of whether to hear it immediately, or as Marion said, uh, put it on the calendar uh, for maybe even as late as the fall. It's very, very touchy, and uh, it's it's going to play in to the results of the election in November. Marion, tell us about the border bill, please, and how Donald Trump's opposition to it could derail necessary funding for Ukraine's attempt to rid itself of its Russian invader. 
Well, it seems like it's already done that. And this is the most inexplicable show of cowardice by the um, Senate, the Republican Senate um, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who has been pushing this bill and pushing for aid for Ukraine and supporting the bill. Briefly, the bill is an 1800 billion dollar bill. 60 million of that goes to Ukraine. About 14 million, I think, goes to Israel. About 5 million to Taiwan. And then humanitarian aid to Gaza. And um, and then about 20 billion will be spent on border security. Now, the Republicans clearly just can't take yes for an answer. They've been saying, we've got to fix the border. No money for Ukraine until it's tied to a border bill. The Democrats did just that. There was a bipartisan bill, which was negotiated by Republicans and Democrats in the Senate. Mitch McConnell had said he was behind it, he was behind it until earlier today. Suddenly, he wasn't. Just an act of craven cowardice. Basically, Trump wants to keep this issue live for um, November. The last thing he wants is the border to be solved before November because this is the only thing, apart from his retribution and revenge, that he's running on. And for the Republicans to cave like this when they have been saying the border is in crisis, when they've been demanding that something is done about it, uh, and, and also to scuttle the aid for Ukraine, which is also part two of what Trump wants because he's so craven to Putin. It, it's inexplicable and disgusting and I really hope they pay for it at the polls. Carl Thomas, what's your response to this development? Well, first of all, there's still no objective uh, for this aid to Ukraine. Uh, the Biden administration has not been uh, clear. Uh, are we in it for victory or is it just a stalemate? Secondly, about the border, I mean, the Democrats want a settlement on this border issue, so it will be off the table for them in November, so it cuts both ways. But uh, there, there, it would still allow 150,000 illegal crossings. Uh, it doesn't really fix the border. I mean, the, Biden's first day in office, he reversed everything that Trump did on the border. Uh, we did not have this problem when Trump was president. Uh, the Remain in Mexico policy was overturned every the 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 border wall was uh, was stopped so this is a biden's own making and the polls show that uh, a majority of the public is uh, opposed to his policy matter of fact the real clear politics average shows that he is down in every policy level foreign and domestic in some cases according to the latest nbc news poll by a gap of 15 points so he has got some serious problems to overcome before november indeed marion could biden also f- lose votes on the basis that many of his potential voters don't like elements of the border bill and also don't like that some of the money is going to israel yeah, I mean, he is at risk from the progressives. But you know what they need? The border needs fixing. And, and you know, sorry, Cal, but the, the, the big thing that you didn't mention there is that Donald, when Donald Trump was president, COVID came along and Title 42 shut down the border completely. Uh, so he didn't have to deal with the border in the last year. He used Title 42. It was the courts that decided that Title 42 couldn't be used indefinitely, that it would be illegal to do so. And it was the courts that also decreed that Remain in Mexico was illegal. So, you know, these, these were legal decisions that were taken by the courts, which were accepted by Joe Biden. So I, I don't think you can necessarily blame him for that. They have, you know, this has been a really encouraging sign to me of Republicans and Democrats working together in the Senate to produce the best bill possible. And it was scuttled just because everybody is afraid of Donald Trump, because Donald Trump wants to be able to jump up and down with no other policies between now and November with his white nationalist nonsense about brown people coming into America. And that's really what it's about. Cal, one last one for you. Uh, Super Bowl next Sunday, but you're apparently fearful. I believe that uh, advertisers will play it all safe for fear of upsetting people with any controversial advertisements. 
$20 million for a 30-second ad, the same amount as last year. So I guess inflation hasn't uh, harmed the amount. But, yeah, the stories I'm reading is, you know, the, these, uh, these ads used to be very funny and cutting-edge, and people would tune in to see the ads as much as the game. Uh, so the stories I'm reading is that people are pulling back for fearing, uh, fear of uh, uh, offending the, uh, the woke culture that is offended by virtually everything. But it's going to be a great game, and everybody wonders if the uh, Kansas City Chiefs win, whether Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift on the field. I'm certainly going to wait for that, not necessarily the <laughs> halftime show with Usher. Of course, that would all be part of the Psychops plan to boost Joe Biden, wouldn't it, Marion? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, things are crazy when the Department of Defense has to issue a statement saying Taylor Swift is not part of a psychops plan that we are involved. But in do you believe all. the I mean, Department of Defense, Marion? Well, can you ever? <laughs> but honestly, there are the, the conspiracy theories around Taylor Swift. I think um, Trump supporters cannot bear the fact that there is a successful woman who says what she thinks in America. God forbid. Anyway, um, we. It, 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 you know, I'm not a Super Bowl fan, but we'll see if the ads are as tame as people think they will be, and maybe it will be a good game. Marion McKeown, Cal Thomas, thank you both very much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.